guys, welcome back to Think Slow. And for this episode, uh, particularly for my kind of regular listeners, I'm going to talk about failure. Um, and if you're new to the to the channel, to the podcast, um, I'll just give you a bit of a feel for what I tend to do. So uh, in my life, I am uh, working on two things. My day-to-day job, where I'm kind of at a high level after about 18, 20 years. And then I have, over the last two years, developed a startup business because I've always wanted to kind of go at it on my own take that leap of faith and see what happens and that's developing really well uh, and we're in the throes of agreeing about 45 million funds under management for a financial services company um, and the reason behind this podcast is I wanted to diarize my thinking as I go through the process so I wanted to be really honest authentic about how I'm feeling at different stages uh, of my journey and I'm on a literal journey now, driving from north to south for my day-to-day job uh, on a Sunday. So every week what I tend to do is I uh, highlight a couple of things that are from my notebook from the previous week that I'm thinking about. And for this week in particular, um, off the back of last week where I discussed my view on education and you know modern times as to whether it's relevant or not, if you haven't heard that go back and have a listen but for this one i want to talk about failure and i think it's a really interesting time in the world post covid there is greater mental health awareness there's also uh, a greater ability to identify um, challenges in the space of people and sadly you know you look at the number of suicides out there off the back of uh, extremes like COVID, it's uh, it's a pretty sad time. But anyway, failure for me, uh, the reason I've written it down in my notepad, it's linked to um, a boxing saying, which is you learn more from the fight you lose than you fight you win. And I suppose what's worth doing at the beginning of this episode is just give you an honest view about me and my past and my relationship with failure. And I can be absolutely upfront and clear that in my earlier, I'm, I'm 41 now, in my earlier years, um, I had a really, really bad toxic relationship with failure. And even today, I wouldn't say it's amazing in certain uh, aspects of my life. And I'll come on to that in a, you know, later on in this episode. But even in my day-to-day job now, I am constantly striving for perfection. And the slightest thing that goes wrong, and I absolutely beat myself up over it. So anyway, that's the episode. It's about failure, and we'll start with my relationship early on, developing to now. Um, So probably the best place to start is probably linking back to the previous episode about education. I was not very good at school, and I have ADHD or ADD, and I have a real problem with concentrating, particularly on something that I'm not interested in. Um, And as such, I can categorically state that I failed on multiple occasions at school with education. Um, I have subsequently gone on and got multiple master's degrees, which is amazing, but in areas that are interesting to me much later on in life after I turned 30. But at that stage of life, kind of going through school, I remember questioning all the time 
know, am I just stupid? Am I just thick? Am I destined to do nothing in life? Am I always going to be at the bottom end of the kind of the class, the bottom end of society? Am I always going to be that person? And um, I suppose that didn't get much better um, in my 20s. And because of that, I put on this kind of false bravado, this false arrogance that I was good at everything. And I wasn't. And yet, I suppose what I was kind of more natural at, or naturally gifted at, if, if anything, was probably sport and running and physical stuff. Um, and I would use that and emphasize that as much as I could. And what I found was my closest group of friends um, used to will me to lose. So if we were, you know, a group of us were doing anything, whether it was tennis, football, or golf, or I don't know, something individual, the drinking games, you know, when you're in your young 20s, they always wanted me to lose. And I always used to put on the soft bravado, push and push and push, and sometimes I'd win, sometimes I wouldn't. But I would always take it really to heart. Um, so I hope that kind of gives you a sense of my relationship with failure for my early years. In my kind of 20s, 30s, I had a lot of hang-ups, and I got into work, and I did a number of different things, from door-to-door sales, to marketing, to investment banking, to the army, and I think I always had this hang-up. And because of it, you know, even into my 30s, I had this unhealthy drive to be perfect at everything. There's no such thing as perfect. But because of it, I would find myself, firstly, if something went wrong, beating myself up. And secondly, probably dedicating way too much time to the smallest of details to try and make sure it went perfectly. And to give you an example, that's like, I don't know, delivering a presentation or delivering a brief. And if I got to the end of it and I didn't feel like it went well or the questions went well, I would not be able to sleep that night. And to this day, I still can't go to sleep without um, putting something on my iPad or TV. I have to have something on to drown out my thinking. And that's, you know, that's just the way I am now. And it's probably born of this relationship um, with failure. So what do I think about failure now? And what is my relationship like with failure? Well, I think I've touched on part of it. I think I've got two different relationships with it. And it's a really strange thing that I'm grappling with. Hence why I wrote it down on my notepad and hence why I want to share it with you. In my entrepreneurial journey, my startup business in financial services and education, I think I have a really positive relationship with failure. And in my day-to-day job, of which I've invested 18 to 20 years of my life, I think I've still got a very negative relationship with failure. So let's start with the startup. I think going into starting a business, and it's still not obviously where it needs to be, but it is close, I appreciated through research and knowledge that, you know, there's loads of sayings out there, but but basically that 
you know, lots of people who have started businesses have had to fail umpteen times before they've got there. And I always have this image when I talk about this of the guy or girl stood at the top of a mountain with an audience down in front of them looking up going, wow, they've done amazingly, how lucky they are to be where they are. But behind them are all the trials and tribulations and failures that they've gone through to get to the top of that mountain that the audience in front of them can't see. I hope that kind of paints a picture. But basically, my understanding of going through trying to start a business has always been that you're going to fail and fail and fail and fail. And the difference between success and ultimate failure is never giving up. If you're willing to keep going, putting one step in front of the other, then in my view, you may fail on a micro scale, but your macro idea, business, venture, whatever, you still keep progressing. So in my mind, kind of going into eventually starting a startup at the age of 40, 39, I kind of expected to fail. And actually, if I'm honest with you, and there's still some water to go under the bridge, I haven't failed a huge amount. And I think I've prepared myself for a lot more failure. I've prepared for failures and probably avoided them. Um, so I've, I've actually seen my relationship with failure be quite positive. So when I have failed, I've always treated it as a lesson. So if something has gone wrong in the business, how can I learn from that, ensure that I don't repeat it, and be better? And I think that is ultimately how I look at it, is training through the threshold of failure. And these small failures that I have faced, I suppose I haven't called them failures. I think I've seen them as hurdles. And that's a psychological change in mindset and approach to a problem. Because if I go back to that saying about failure, i.e. you only fail when you quit, well actually, I haven't failed. I've, I have had hurdles, I have had challenges, and I've attacked them, I've learned from them, and I've got over them. And that is a really, really good mindset, um, which is absolutely contrasted to, the, to my mindset in the, the business that I'm in on a day-to-day -day basis. So 18 to 20 years, and even now, I'm still thinking about what I have to do tomorrow for some of the senior executives in the C-suite. And I have absolute fear of getting it wrong. Absolute fear of making mistakes. Because in the industry I'm in, the pathway, the ladder to progression is more and more challenging. And it's the old triangle approach. As the higher up you go, the less opportunity there is and the more challenge and competition there is. And therefore, to differentiate you from your peer group who are competing for the same promotions and jobs, you almost have to be perfect. And that has, um, I suppose, polarity um, with loads of industries where you just can't get things wrong. And I think the difference between that and my startup is, I know the buck stopped with me. I know that all the hard work that I'm putting into it 
is ultimately for me and my family. And I know that ultimately, if the business doesn't succeed, well, then it's down to me. And there is no competitive element other than that which I face for the business as I as a whole. I think that's the difference. And I think in my day-to-day job where I'm employed, it, it, it is not my choice. It is out of my control. And therefore, I am seeking control in areas where I can. Uh, and therefore, failure is, is not an option. Um, so yeah, I, I wanted to jump on. I wanted to kind of give you that experience. I wonder, you know, are there lots of people out there that feel the same way as I do? Do you... Um, do you have a really unhealthy relationship with failure and is there a reason for it? And I think I've just kind of summed up where I'm employed. The reason for it is because I'm competitive. I want to do as well as I can do. I want to be the best. And there's lots of competition and little prospect for promotion. And therefore, to do it, I almost have to be perfect. And if I'm not perfect, I'm not good enough. Whereas in kind of going at it, going at it on your own, You've got you've got you've got control. You know, the business succeeds or fails based on your hard work and your efforts. And the challenges that you face are expected. The failures, if you know, if we're going to call them that, the challenges, the milestones, the hurdles, the failures are expected. And they almost, courtesy of the way entrepreneurs are portrayed in life today in the media and social media wherever it's almost kind of a thing that's expected and it's you almost have to get through it to get to the other end and be successful whereas in employment the culture is very different and that isn't the case so I suppose what's my reflections Um, I need to be better in my day-to-day job I need to expand continue to learn my starter and mistakes challenges hurdles mini failures are not a bad thing and I need to be comfortable with the uncomfortable I need to be comfortable with the fact that I can don't control everything in my day-to-day um, and I need to try and get better at dealing with um, mishaps failures challenges so that's my reflections for this week it's all about failure and your relationship with failure and what I would suggest to anyone out there who is tempted to try and go it alone and start a business or a side hustle is do it it's such a healthy experience and that's the whole point of this podcast I wanted to share with you not the finished product I I didn't want to start a podcast once I was successful and then reflect back on how things went I wanted to talk about it raw authentic real along the way and you know what? If the startup doesn't amount to anything, then it doesn't. But what a journey it is. It is so worth it. Deeply frustrating at times. Amazingly rewarding at times. Um, hugely humbling. And amazing amounts of growth and lessons. So go for it. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And I will speak to you all next week. Please do continue to uh, reach out to me. Please do subscribe. Please do follow. And let's build this community together.